0: more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me. What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Underground, the Steel City Underground the black and gold standard for pittsburgh steelers coverage now here's your host joe kuzma hello everyone and welcome to another edition of the steel city underground podcast my name is joe kuzma and i am flying solo today For our preview game for this Sunday's upcoming matchup between the three and six Pittsburgh Steelers and the five and four Cincinnati Bengals, a rematch of the week one clash between these two AFC North opponents. And just some more programming notes. We'll have the cheat sheet episode likely dropping tomorrow. So we'll have all of the official uh, ins and outs. We'll see what the... Uh, Injury report holds for the Steelers and Bengals right now Uh, some interesting names floating on both sides of the conversation and of course thank you for watching or listening wherever you may be Uh, by myself so I'm gonna try I know I get to be long winded sometimes I gotta pause sometimes I need a coffee. Um, you know, our thoughts and prayers still out with my colleague, my cohort, my almost like I'd say my best friend, um, like a stepbrother or brother from another mother, Mr. Brian E Roach, uh, dealing with the passing of his father. I know I've mentioned that on the last few shows, but I know not everyone catches every single episode. So, uh, once again, I hope to have Brian back here, uh, soon, uh, soon in in the near future here and. Uh, my my good buddy and colleague as well, The Flash, uh, just busy. It's hard to get Flash on, on an evening or whatever. I don't know where he's at. He's betting on Mac College football or the, the Sun Belt or something. <laughs> something crazy out there. Uh, I don't know. So um, run, running this one on my own. And but not, what better show, actually, to do this for? Because the Cincinnati Bengals, a team that's been a thorn in my side for quite some time now. And it's because most of their fans, fake fans, I'm going to put it that way. Nobody in Cincinnati actually cared about the Bengals until around this time last year where they saw that they were starting to rip off some, some victories. And then, of course, the whole Super Bowl run and this, that, and the other thing. They find themselves at 5-4 and four right now and in a very precarious position. Obviously, they've already lost a game to the Steelers, and they would like to, they'd like some payback here. And it wasn't exactly the way they wanted it to go. What, Joe Burrow getting picked off four times, getting sacked like right out the gate, Minka Fitzpatrick being a factor, and mentioning Joe Burrow and Minka Fitzpatrick in the same sentence here with a, both of them with a storyline of an appendectomy coming into each of these games. So as we know, a pen, uh, Joe Burrow had the appendectomy back, in the, uh, back during training camp, back during the preseason, and there was a lot of talk about how you manage teams during training camp right and do you not have guys like playing do you what do you do with the preseason games and zach taylor was heavily criticized for this so this team was a little bit more rusty in week one nobody knew what exactly to make of the cincinnati bengals at that time right now that said no one really know what to make of the steelers either And this was a game with 100 plays of offensive snaps for the Cincinnati Bengals. That meant the Steelers' defense was out there, 100 plays. This is how T.J. Watt got hurt. Several other players got dinged up, banged up. And now we're heading into Sunday's game. And Micah Fitzpatrick for the Pittsburgh Steelers, appendectomy as well. So we don't know if Mika is going to be healthy. Or available for this game, but it sounds like he was already out having, uh, doing cardio, working out with his teammates, um, just yesterday, and he hasn't actually been like ruled out, and he's even quoted as saying that he's going to try and be out there for Sunday. Of which Joe Burrow made a joke that maybe you should heal up one more week. Now, with that said, that could make a huge shift in this game as Minka is kind of. Been in Joe Burrow's head over the last few games. If you remember last year when this game was played in Pittsburgh earlier in the 2021 season, there was a tip drill where Mickey hit the ball. and ends up going over to Terrell Edmonds, I believe, for an interception. And of course, the pick six that they just had in Cincinnati in week one. Like I said, some things are different. Bengals, brand new offensive line. They put some major money into overhauling their offensive line and trying to protect Burrow, who got injured during his rookie season. So now in year three, really tearing it up ever since the first week or two of the season. He's been among the most accurate, highest-rated quarterbacks in the NFL. But some of that's also a product of playing the NFC South, which the Steelers are going to be the beneficiary of. They already were last week, having defeated the New Orleans Saints. You take a look at what the Bengals have done, and they just coming off a of bye week. So this is like one thing that's problematic—a bye week, but they go on the road. Okay, uh, so definitely they—they're—they're they're rested. The Steelers maybe not so much, but the Steelers also have some players like Mika Fitzpatrick that you know have to get back and in, in healthy. Uh, Miles Jack, another player who didn't play last week, so Steelers are still working on some things like that. Some a little bit of layover there. But getting back to the schedule with the Cincinnati Bengals, it gets their games against the AFC North. They're 0-3 so far. This this is really a must win, not just like revenge for week one, but a must win if they have any shot of trying to win this division. They'd fall back to 5-5 with a loss, 500 ball, and the Steelers will have have swept them, which when you start to get into common opponents head-to-head and tiebreakers and things like that, wouldn't bode well for the Bengals' playoff hopes altogether because like they've already lost to the browns they've already lost to the ravens so if they get swept by either of those teams as well you may as well kiss the afc north division crown goodbye period against the afc north and this is where the Bengals. they've lost to the ravens on october 9th only 17 points scored to the Cleveland Browns on Monday on Halloween night in Cleveland, both road games. So same situation coming into this Sunday. They only scored 13 points there, but against the NFC South, a win against the Saints, 30 to 26, the Falcons, 35-17, where the Falcons had none of their secondary in that game. And then 42-21 before the bye uh, at home against the Carolina Panthers. So two of those three wins against the NFC South. Coming in games played in Cincinnati at Paycor, another awful stadium name. So at Accra though, the Steelers are two and two this season and they're going to look to close the book here and sweep the Bengals and they're set up and they're, they're ready to go, but there's going to be fire with fire. If you already saw the Cincinnati practice photos that I had up here, if you're watching on the YouTube version, uh, you've got the white helmets coming out for the Bengals, the all white color rush jerseys. And this just happened after the Steelers announced that they were going to wear their color rush jerseys. I think it was planned all along, so I'm not going to say it's like a psychological thing, tit for tat, because this was supposed to be a Sunday night football game. And I'm willing to bet that both of these teams really feel smited by that. But most definitely, none of these players like to think that they're second fiddle to anybody, particularly a defending AFC champion, such as the Cincinnati Bengals. This will be a tough opponent for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm not trying to make it sound like it's a cakewalk and especially with them coming off of a bye, but they can stack victories here. It's back to back home games for the Steelers. They got a little bit of momentum with their victory over the New Orleans Saints last week. And I think that there's some things that they could build upon. Obviously, having Mika Fitzpatrick would be huge on the defensive side of the ball when you're up against the Bengals. But having TJ Watt back when you're looking at Steelers defense versus Bengals offense is huge, particularly a Bengals offense that doesn't have wide receiver Jamar Chase, who is still nowhere to be seen and is not expected uh, to be back in action once again this weekend. So they're still kind of licking their wounds uh, in that regard. Still two good wide receivers, though, with Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins. You've got Hayden Hurst, who's kind of a dude as a tight end. I know he hasn't really lived up to maybe his full billing as a former first-round draft pick, but he's still a player that you've got to keep your eye on. And the Steelers have never, they, I wouldn't say never, but they haven't had like the same issues when dealing with tight ends as they had in the past. But this is somewhere where the Bengals are going to have to lean on some other players to make some plays. Joe Mixon is going to be another one of those players, obviously. And the offensive line for the Bengals as well, going to have to step it up uh, another notch now that TJ Watts out there, AFC Defensive Player of the Week, Alex Highsmith, getting uh, some notoriety. They're well aware of what Cam Hayward can do. They know Joe Joby having been uh, one, of the, one of their teammates last season. So this will be interesting to see Cordell Volson, you know, his first snaps in the NFL, fourth round rookie playing left guard for the Bengals. They've got Jonah Williams and Lyle Collins on both uh, uh, their ends as the tackles. Collins wasn't really playing up to his billing either. Ted Karras is the center and the other guard at the right side, Alex Kappa, another addition. So a lot of new names and faces on this offensive line, like the Steelers trying to get some time to gel. Joe Mixon didn't have a 100-yard rush game until the last one. I almost said one to say last week, but that was uh, two weeks ago right before the bye with or against the Carolina Panthers. So we're going to see what he's capable of doing, if he's going to be able to shoulder and carry the load for Cincinnati once again. 22 carries for 153 yards, greatly increases his season average for this Cincinnati Bengals offense. He only had eight for 27 against the Browns, 17 for 58 against the Falcons. That's mainly because Burrow just threw the ball all over the field. Jamar Chase was a monster in that game. Eight for 45 against the Saints, 14 for 78 against Baltimore, Mixon has four rushing touchdowns on the season and another touchdown receiving. He has caught. Let me see here. Uh, Oh, I'm sorry. Joe Mixon had four touchdowns in the game against the Panthers is what I meant to say. Six touchdowns on the season. So he had a monster breakout game, obviously because they're leaning on him with Jamar chase out. So collecting my thoughts. See, this is what happens when I fly solo. Let me get the coffee here and get the caffeine flowing. That's some good stuff, man. I'll tell you what. I, I love most of the inns. If you're down in West Virginia and not Erie, Pennsylvania, which probably is going to get pounded like Buffalo this weekend with snow. But your Tudor's Biscuit World, where are my West Virginia people at, the two percenters? Come on. I want to hear you because that was my breakfast today. Decent mm-hmm, mm-hmm. coffee, too. Uh, Anyway, Joe Mixon has been leaned on very heavily because I don't think that the Bengals can necessarily – I don't want to say they can't lean on Joe Burrow. It's not like Joe Burrow has been garbage. He's completing 70% of his passes, 2,500 plus yards, 18 touchdowns, the to six interceptions. Most of those interceptions against the Steelers. He's had interceptions, though, against both of the other AFC North teams. So there's a lot of familiarity that comes with the territory of playing division opponents. And that could bode well for the Steelers in this instance. Like I said, a lot of hype. I'm seeing everything with these white helmets. I'm not going to lie. The white look, it's not too bad. They did a whiteout for their Thursday night football game. So they're in their head. This is like their kind of like psychological factor. Like I said, fire, for, fire with fire. It's good. These teams are going to like really kick each other's ass. So much so that I hope the Steelers could get enough rest the following weekend. They do have a Monday night game to play the Colts. So I don't want to see anybody else continue to get injured. Speaking of another injury, special teams in this last matchup between the Steelers and Bengals had Evan McPherson uh, missing field goals because the long snapper got hurt. And now you're looking at uh, Ohio State punter, street free agent guy, undrafted, Drew Chrisman. is going to probably be stepping in for longtime veteran, longest tenured Cincinnati Bengal Kevin Huber in this game. I don't know. I don't know. Drew Crispin. I think it's just because he lives in the area, maybe. They don't have to go very far. Like, I don't know. He didn't really... You're talking to a guy that's an Ohio State fan. Casually, I I may add. Well, a little more than casual. The rest of college football is really casual for me. I'm I'm running through. Look around. I'm an NFL. I'm a Steelers guy. But he didn't really stand out to me. Uh, The college punters and kickers never do. So uh, don't take my word for it. But a guy punting for the first time, this could be... Special teams, major factor in this game, particularly if you're going even Steven across the board with everything else. Joe Burrow so far, going back to the offense. Burrow, this season, he has a game against the Falcons with 481 yards passing. Two other games with 300 or more. One of those against the Steelers, obviously, with the extra uh, bonus period, 338 yards on 53 attempts. 37 attempts against the Saints for 300. He's in the 200-some range. He didn't have to do a whole lot against the Jets. 36 attempts, 23 of 36 for 275 and three touchdowns. So he's a guy that could definitely throw multiple touchdowns, and he has six games with two or more touchdowns this season. He has thrown a touchdown pass in every single game this year. So definitely Joe Burrow is a factor. We're going to see what the Steelers are going to be able to do to combat that. They looked—I mean, it's Andy Dalton, the former— the way the bagels used to look last week. It's a little different with Burrow. I'm not going to just count on Burrow being a not good player, <laughs> not being able to carry his team. That's that's not what a number one overall pick is. So Burrow has, was, and will continue to always worry me anytime that this is a matchup between these two teams, probably for the next next 15 years or so. I said that as soon as Burrow came out of college. We'll see if Kenny Pickett could do the same thing. I'm going to flip over to the Steelers offense in a second. I'm looking to see if there's a little bit more insight to give you guys and gals. We got a little a few of the few of the ladies, ladies that like the show. Leave drop in the comments, please. That would be nice to know. Uh, we have the Cincinnati Bengals are sixth in points scored. They are sixth in passing. And they are also 27th in rushing. They're only averaging about 98 yards per game. The Steelers actually average 108 up to 22nd based on the big game last week, which actually is what brought up the week before is what brought up the average for the Bengals as well against the Panthers. And defensively, the Bengals are 13th in points allowed. The Steelers are 20th. Steelers are 31st in points scored on offense, by the way. If you didn't already know that, I'm assuming you would have already kind of surmised that they haven't been too good offensively. They're 24th and 22nd, respectively, passing and running the football. They're 30th against the pass this season, but sixth against the run. We'll see how much of that has to deal with the amount of injuries that they've had in the secondary to date. Don't forget DeMonte Casey, or we should call him DeMonte Crazy, maybe. You put him out there with Minkin and Terrell Evans, Levi Wallace coming up with some picks, some big plays last week. Cam Sutton quietly having a very, very, very good season. Healthy Larry O. Well, even a half-healthy Larry O has been quite the force on the defensive line. DeMarvin Leal is back practicing, or he's within the window. He's been activated 21 days to be activated. I don't know that the Steelers will pull the trigger on him immediately but he's had a tremendous rookie year up until this point being asked to change roles and kind of play as an edge rusher like he did in college hello it is ryan and i was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com i looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing they were also playing chumba casino we'll see what the Steelers uh, are going to look like versus this Bengals offense. That's where I'm more, more or less worried. Of course, Steelers also have their own special teams concerns. Let's talk about the Bengals punter. Let's talk about Chris Boswell still on IR. Matthew Wright. Got to count on him because Evan McPherson is going to kick 50 yarders. And I'm not sure if Matthew Wright can kick 40 yarders. You got to see a little bit better. It's going to be cold weather. There could be It could be windy. Wind has been a factor all week. It's been chilly. Uh, so we'll see Bengals were playing out in the snow or practicing out in the snow because they got to be an AFC North team is what they said. They got to play in these elements like everyone else, Baltimore and Cleveland. They got their little dome that they finally put up. There's been some snow squalls in Cincinnati, so they're not immune. I know it's Northern Kentucky. I mean, Southern Ohio or whatever you want to call it, but they're not that far off the grid that they don't get this type of weather. But then again, they got to get accustomed to it because even just coming up to Pittsburgh, it's, it's, it's believe it or not, just a little bit of difference, sometimes five to 10 degrees and that's all the more it makes to make things uncomfortable for these other players. So Zach Taylor, head coach of the Bengals, trying to get them practicing out there in the elements instead of in their little dome and they were already comfortable. They had a bye week so who cares? Flip the grid here, the Pittsburgh Steelers offensively, Kenny Pickett, get his first official win. I know there was like the reliever type thing with Mitch Trubisky, and that counts as him starting and getting a victory, but it's baloney, we know that. Plays the full game against the Saints, gets his first victory. It's got to feel good. Didn't turn the ball over. Wasn't counted on to throw the ball 50 times. But if you need to throw the ball, this is the time to be doing it against the Cincinnati Bengals and their banged-up secondary You've got, uh, let's see here, Uh, Eli, oh, I should have known that off the top of my head. Eli Apple, I was actually looking to see he was banged up. Mike Hilton's expected to play here. He had, like, a surgery on, like, a pinky or something like that. He's going to have a splint it's a little more difficult to grasp the tackle than it is to catch a football, but they're expected to have him. Uh, that's going to be a big linchpin in all of this because of Eli Apple. And then Cam Taylor Britt as Jadjoba is out, I believe for the entire season just landed on IR their safety strongest ever. I'm actually liking Von Bell better than Jesse Bates even uh, these days, but you can't discount either one of these guys. Dex Hill showed up on the injury report. I should bring that up real quick just to. Uh, go over the entire injury report. Here we go. Uh, Najee Harris, full practice with the knee. These guys always show up for some... uh not, maybe unspecified reasons otherwise. Akela Witherspoon, he re-aggravated that hamstring. That's still bugging him. Marcus Allen uh, did not practice on Wednesday due to illness. Micah Fitzpatrick, of course, DMP with the appendix. Devin Bush shows up on the report here with a DMP with his knee. Inside linebacker is looking a little, a little suspect for the Steelers uh, particularly. Got to see, Miles Jack was not on this report, which... That kind of bodes well for Pittsburgh, at least uh, if they, and then they end up losing Bush as part of this process, that would that would kind of suck. But Robert Spillane, like I said, gives up big plays, makes up for big plays. So we'll see how that ends up going down. Of course, uh, the rest of this report, again, going solo. Excuse me. I'm sorry, folks. I really hate, I really dislike when this happens and I got to take like, you know, the beverage break. Somebody has to jog my memory because I jump back and forth between special teams units here. Uh, anyway, jumping back into this Trent Scott reserve tackle. Actually, the guy that's usually tackle uh, the eligible when they go big, but they don't usually bring them in. They've been rolling more with like Derek Watt and two tight ends or even three tight ends with Connor Hayward, who's seen an uptick in playing time. TJ Watt's just on this with the pectoral. Uh, he's a full practice because... He was just recently activated. And then uh, Larry Okajobi with a hip. It's a back, it's a knee, it's a hip. It's always something. Larry usually ends up being out there, so I'm not uh, too overly concerned with it. Um, Hopefully that gives the Steelers their full complement of guys along the defensive front so they can make short work of Joe Burrow like they did in the last game and like they just did with Andy Dalton. Now we're going to jump back over to the Cincinnati side of things. Jamar Chase, like I said, he's... uh, Missing in action, Lyle Collins, a veteran day of rest, did not practice. Uh, Josh Tupo, uh, he's out. And this is an interesting one because DJ Reader, who has been on injured reserve for the Cincinnati Bengals, is back practicing, and they're monitoring him with an opportunity to potentially play on Sunday. So we'll know that. That might even not even be cheat sheet material. That may be a late uh, Saturday afternoon decision see if he's activated off of injured reserve. One of the, uh, so it's between him and Josh Tupo among some of the guys that are playing on that, uh, d- defensive front for the Bengals. Josh Tupo has been playing exclusively as one of the tackles and, uh, in this four kind of like a hybrid type 4-3 because you got Sam Hubbard and Trey Hendrickson are excellent edge rushers playing on the defensive end side of things. And then B.J. Hill is your other tackle with Logan Wilson and Jermaine Pratt, your starting linebackers. And Mike Hilton listed as a starter as your nickel corner with the aforementioned Eli Apple, Cam Taylor, Britt on the other side, Von Bell and Jesse Bates. And I will get back to that real shortly because you could see how that might be beneficial for the Pittsburgh Steelers and a rookie like Kenny Pickett Might actually get a big day by Deontay Johnson, who leads the league in receptions by wide uh, wide receivers without a touchdown reception. Very awkward, right? Chris Evans, a reserve uh, running back at special teams, guy was limited with a knee. Trey Flowers, who backs up both um, Eli Apple and the aforementioned guy's name, I can't remember now, (laughs) Cam Taylor Britt. Uh, so Trey, Trey flowers also banged up and he was banged up last week too. limited in practice hamstring, Mike Hilton, of course, full participant with the finger as mentioned, Dax Hill, first round draft pick this year, listen to his defensive back. He's kind of like a utility guy, like a KZ or a Trey Norwood. Um, he's, uh, do not, did not practice with the shoulder. So their secondary is like really kind of wounded or walking wounded here. And that might be beneficial. I still don't want to see Pickett run the ball or throw the ball 50 times in this game. But the way the Steelers dispersed their running duties over the course of the last game, and with Najee Harris nearly getting his first 100-yard rush performance as well, we might be able to see the Steelers open some things up, whereas they weren't able to do in all of the weeks prior. They may have unlocked something inner thinking inner strategy inner approach to how they game plan and particularly with a foe that they've already played against a team that they're going to have more film on Uh, you never know what the x-factor is going to be here and i think the x-factor could be kenny at least moving some with his legs trubisky was able to play it safe if you remember correctly there wasn't a whole lot of scoring when you go back to that week one game the steelers put up 10 points in the first quarter. They put up seven in the second quarter, and then it got all the way down to the fourth quarter. Just one field goal in the second half of that week one game with Mitch Trubisky running the offense. Very efficient when you're talking about the first half of the game, and then kind of disappeared. Then he had a really hot drive in overtime that got the Steelers finally. Everybody missing field goals in that one too, so you just just never know. It was pretty windy out there as well. Um, I think Boz's was a, a fairly decently long try, and then he actually converted from 48 and 53. So when you talk about Bengal killers, Chris Boswell had been a Bengal killer for very, a very long time. The Steelers' offense are going to have to rely on trying to get some touchdowns this time around. 20 points could still do it as prefaced by the other AFC North games, but they're going to have to force a couple of turnovers and play mistake-free football in order to tilt this in their favor. In my opinion, that's going to be a dose of Najee Harris. That's going to be a dose of Jalen Warren. That's going to be a couple of the jet sweeps, whether it be Steve Sims, getting George Pickens involved as we saw him run for a touchdown right on the goal line against the Saints. And get in. It's just so weird. You got the, the receivers running for touchdowns and the running backs receiving, getting the to receiving touchdowns. This Steelers offense has kind of been upside down the entire year, but we'll see how that ends up turning out. And uh, Just to kind of point out as well, Joe Burrow isn't immune to being sacked. In nine games this year, he's already been sacked 30 times. There's still seven more games to go. So in the first encounter, Between these two teams, Joe got brought down seven times. The Cowboys got to him six. The Browns, just a couple of weeks ago, got to him five times. He's really only been sort of clean. He was clean against Carolina uh, right before the bye with only a single sack and also a single sack against the Miami Dolphins back in uh, September. And that was a -a two-a-less to Teddy Bridgewater-led. Miami Dolphins team as well. So the Bengals uh they're kind of a they're kind of a Hodgepodge or kind of they're not a team with a full identity. That's the kind of identity that they had or probably thought they would have had coming off of a Super Bowl. A lot of folks are going to say it's a Super Bowl a hangover. And I don't know. I don't believe necessarily in all of that. Like I said, they're going to be fresh for this game. They're missing a number of their own players that are kind of banged up or missing. We'll see if DJ reader ends up uh, being healthy, being able to play. They're going to have a different punter more than likely. Uh, it's that's a big, big loss in their secondary. Eli Apple isn't necessarily a guy. This isn't like Drake Kirkpatrick and William Jackson III or Pac-Man Jones or any of these guys that they had in the past. Many other, oh, geez, who was the guy that used to play for the Cowboys? Oh, uh, still played pretty well there, too. Played until he's like 35 or 36. You would think I wouldn't lose this, and I, and I know he played it up with the Vikings as well. But you get the kind of idea. It's a, it's a veteran guy, but Eli Apple uh, was still the scapegoat for that loss in the Super Bowl to the LA Rams. So the Steelers, I think, just offensively, I think they don't rely on Kenny Pickett to do everything. Let's uh, let's see if you could get Najee Harris going. Let's see if you could get Jalen Warren going. I think you could probably attack the middle of the field. Pat Fryermuth should be able to get uh, some steady work in this game. I liked Deontay Johnson going deep, but I think George Pickens can as well. You're not going to be able to cover both of them, and it may even open something up for Steve Sims, but uh, I'm looking more for Friar to get some things done. Those plays were open and available in the last game, but Mitch was missing some of that in the middle of the field, just working the sidelines in some cases. You saw when he did find Friar in overtime, big receptions, big moves, big, big gainers. So let's see if some of that can be tra- can translate. The Steelers got to be better in the red zone with red zone offense. Uh last week, not the same kind of penalties when it comes to holds, illegal man downfield, false starts. So let's hope that the false starts, illegal man downfields are gone. The holding penalties may still uh they may still haunt them just a little bit just based on who is on the other side like i said hendrickson and sam hubbard uh let's actually see where those guys are comparatively this year hendrickson and hubbard have combined for uh 27 quarterback hits almost an even steven split between the two uh the actual sacks though they get the pressure but only four and three and a half sacks so They're almost like, it's not even Batman and Robin. It's kind of like, you know, the Spider-Man meme where they point like each Spider-Man on each side, if readers back out there and he's healthy and hundred percent too, uh, that could uh, very well cause some, uh, some headaches for the Steelers offensive line though. I think the Steelers offensive line has improved. I do look for TJ Watt to be a major factor in this one, just like he was in the last game, and I think he will get to Joe Burrow at least once, if not twice. And we'll see if they could cause some turnovers, wreck some havoc, and get some things done. Color rush uniforms. Back on CBS, just had to make that note. It's a 425 game. So if you have one of the old schedules sitting around, the schedule magnets they give out when you buy all kinds of crap at the Steelers Pro Shop, that uh, game time is no longer valid. So make sure I get that out there for everyone that's still uh, listening and tuning. And just a, another thing that I wanted to say, one other note. I was getting a lot of crap over saying that it was a shocking win over the New Orleans Saints as part of the title for the last post-game podcast. Yeah, it is shocking. I know it's not shocking to most of us uh, that were here. Was it maybe a better word choice that I could have used? Absolutely. But you know what? The Pittsburgh Steelers ran for over 200 yards in that game. Is that not surprising? They were a two-point dog at home. Is that not surprising? And then when you take a look at the final statistics in that game, they held the New Orleans Saints to 29 yards of rushing on 15 carries. They were able to force a a pair of interceptions off Andy Dalton. I don't think these are things we were expecting. A lot of people are going to say, hey, that was a three-win team coming into last week. Yeah, well, the Steelers were a two-win team, and nobody was picking them. The 33rd team, which is what? Tannenbaum or whoever's project you hear them a lot on Sirius XM, uh, NFL radio as well. And they got their website. They had the Steelers in their power rankings as 32nd in the league. Uh, there were a lot of teams I would not have ranked ahead of the Steelers. and uh, Particularly like the Houston Texans, uh, come to mind as the number one or the Las Vegas Raiders. And this was just heading into this game after the bye week, they had the Steelers as their worst team in the national football league. So yeah, it's a little surprising that the Steelers were able to get things done. And one of those large reasons that's being discounted is TJ Watt is an X factor. So I think he's going to be wrecking havoc. He definitely wrecked some havoc. Go check out Brian Baldinger, by the way. If you don't follow him on Twitter, Baldy's Breakdowns, he has a great section on how TJ Watt makes this impact. pushing the pocket, getting pressure, even in the run game, how he slices in. Or even if you have a semi-mobile like, quarterback, I'm going to say Burrow's like a running, running quarterback, right? He's not Justin Fields, Lamar Jackson. Neither is Kenny Pickett. And they're not like Josh Allen necessarily either. They, I, I, I assume that Burrow could be, but you probably don't want him in that situation or exposed that way, right? He can move when necessary. T.J. Watt mitigates a lot of these big gains that you get from these quarterbacks. So those are my takes. Those are my keys to the game, folks. Thanks. For watching, listening, supporting the Steel City Underground podcast, no matter where you may be, and a shout out to those of you in West Virginia, biscuit world, man, what tutors Ben got the thundering herd. So if you're what my Huntington, West Virginia folks that are out there, shout out to you, excellent sandwich, and they name they, they name their biscuit sandwiches all kind of funny things for folks who may not be familiar. My favorite name is the politician. It is um a different kind of breakfast meat it's (laughs) baloney so i think you'd find that hilarious the politician excuse me but the thundering herd named for uh the mascot of marshall university which is in huntington west virginia and that'll do it for us here i guess just me i always am used to saying us but i include that you're all family to me you're all part of one big football community here at scu uh, check out the cheat sheet show tomorrow we'll get some injury updates see who's in and out for the upcoming game once again it's a 425 cbs kick at Crusher stadium cincinnati and the pittsburgh steelers my name is joe kuzma don't forget to like comment subscribe And until next time i encourage everyone out there to be safe be good and we'll catch you later